0: Okay, I'm loosened up now, children. Hi, this is Bruce Watson from Big Country. This is a public service announcement. Tune in. With guitar! Ha!
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is not a typical episode of the Great Divide podcast. This is something we have not done in quite some time, and that is a short, short short-ish. We'll see when everything is said and done, but public service announcement on some big happenings in big country land that we want to make you aware of because you can help bring some of these things into reality. So before I jump into that, say hi with me to Svein, as always. Hello, Svein. Hey, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. A little, little physically tired this week as I do this, but um, the thought of what could possibly be coming in you know, Big Country fandom is keeping me going right now, so that's great.
2: Yeah, this is the second PSA we've done for this, which is the Robin Miller mixed version of the Seer. But the first one, when we got into that, we were kind of a little bit angry or upset, because then it was kind of like, Someone was withholding on us, yes. and we were trying to change their minds. And then uh, this is a totally different thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I I, could, I can't believe it was. It's been so long ago. It was like 2013, I think, when I first made contact with Robin Miller through his website and asked him about all this. And then I think we started the petition around 2014. And so, um, if, you know, for the last couple of years, I really felt like it was a it was a done deal. Yeah, I thought it was dead. It was never going to happen we had people on the outside looking into whether the tapes even existed or not and, um we did have some exciting semi exciting news where um someone was someone was trying to uh was really had some good conversation going with universal about the possibility of going back and finding those original robin miller mixes but they finally came back to the, to him and said we just can't find them we we don't think they exist anymore if they do we can't find them anywhere, we're very sorry. And that was the last I really thought about it, and that was maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, who knows, but um, I haven't thought about it much since then. But some some miracle type of thing has happened, and the reason we wanted to do this PSA is because you guys out there, if you remember the petition that we put up, um, which was kind of a plea to Universal to go back and find and then release the Robin Miller mix of the Seer, that petition is still very much active, and your signatures on that petition can really possibly help uh, put this over the top. Because yes, there is, it's not exactly what we had envisioned, but it it actually could even be better than what we had envisioned. But there, there are things happening behind the scenes right now with the people involved who can make this happen. To finally bring us the Robin Miller mix of the Seer. So before we continue and, and give you some context and give you some updates on everything that's happening, just want to just want to let you know that the overriding theme of this um, podcast or this PSA is to get you to go to the petition. And please sign your name to it. Sign, if you've got multiple email accounts, you can sign with every email account. <laughs> you can't sign with the same email account twice. But if you've got more than one email account, you can do multiple signatures. You can even change up the names if you want to. Whatever you think is, is uh, appropriate.
2: And also, if you have signed, please share it with someone you think might not have signed. Yes. Sharing is caring in this case. It really is. and that And that's why we wanted
1: to come back and do this again, you know. A lot of you longtime listeners will be aware of what we're talking about already. There may be a, a bunch of you who aren't. So we just want more signatures. As it stands right now, thanks to some great promotional work from, from other people in the B.C. community, Stuart Mangus, among them, who has done an incredible job in his retire- recent retirement as a police officer in, in spreading the news about this, it, It's it's up to, I don't know, last time I checked, it was over 2,300 signatures, which sounds okay, but when you consider that this has been up for, you know, it's what, 7 years now and so many there are so many of you out there who are big country fans, so many people listen to the show, so many people are members of the Facebook pages to only have 2300 signatures for this um it, it's it's not a good reflection on the big country fan base, let's just be honest. So if you want this and I'm assuming people do because it's, it's all we hear about is is how much people want it um this is something tangible that you can do to, to help make it happen. And you might think, well, what, what's the point of me signing it? What How's that going to help? Well, we'll explain what's going on behind the scenes in a moment. But the more the people involved see that there's actually a demand for this, the much better chance it has for them to finally dot their I's and cross their T's on the project and also to hurry up with it and, and get it done. Because none of us are getting any younger, and we want to hear this damn thing. So... <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's absolutely true. I'm I'm just looking at this petition now. It says 2,315. So it keeps growing. The past week has been good. You know, after years of not much happening, which is understandable. It was kind of one of those things that it seemed like we tried seven years ago and then nothing happened then. Yeah. But uh, right now, things are happening again. But like Tom said, the biggest big country Facebook group has 7,000 members. That means that we have nearly 5,000 who haven't signed it. Just on from that group alone, and there's more groups. So, no, we don't expect seven thousand signatures. But uh, can we get half that? Maybe is is that greedy? I don't think so.
1: I want to get a. I want to get a nice um, five. That 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 seems like a a big goal right now as we talk. But that would be that to me would be good showing to have five thousand signatures.
2: That would be. I think that would be really noticed by those who um, are interested in seeing the interest.
1: Yeah, I think so too. It's just a matter of of people saying, "Yeah, okay, I'll go sign it." Because as you said, you know, seven thousand people on um on the through a big country website, and uh, just you know, we could certainly get five thousand from from that at least. And I know there are people who listen to the show who aren't even on Facebook and aren't even on social media. So do your part, please. Do your part and and sign this. It's uh, it could be one of those great lost cause stories that actually turns into a miraculous happy ending.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so just to pick up on that, if people are not on Facebook, if they listen to this and wonder where can I sign this, you go to iPetitions dot com slash petition slash Miller dash makes dash seer. Thank you. That's where you, that's where you find it.
1: Yes, and and if you know, and if you're if you want to just search on Google too, just search for. The Seer Universal Petition, you know, something like that, uh, and it'll come up.
2: Maybe have Big Country or Robin Miller in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that that couldn't hurt either. But uh, I know that's that's how I found it recently. <laughs> I just went, I just went to Google <laughs> and typed that in, and it came
2: up. It's kind of nice because when you go to this petition, you you have this function under where it says how many have signed it. And it scrolls by. It circulates through the list of people who have signed it. And it says how long ago. And I've been sitting here watching this for the past uh, five minutes. And I just see all these who have signed it less than 24 hours ago coming up. And I don't see any names recirculated. So that's a good sign that right now word is getting out and people are getting on it.
1: It is. And, and you know... Um... Even over the years before this latest news came in, I would occasionally go back and just check it just to look at it and feel sad and melancholy. <laughs> and I would always <laughs> – and, and, you know, I would still see new new signatures, like people who had signed it maybe a week before I visited it or a couple weeks before I visited it. So it was clear that people were still – even though it was a trickle, you know, people were still seeing it. People were still signing it. Yeah. I didn't think it would mean anything.
2: And people are still downloading that old PSA we released in 2014. It's still being downloaded today, so maybe that pushes this a little bit. Uh, But, uh, Tom, I fear that we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because every time we do this effort and post it, there will be some questions. What is this about? What is this Miller Mix? Right. Would you mind going back to square one and explain to people listening to this what this is all about?
1: Yeah, I would would do my best to do that right now. So... um... We'll give you the context here. So, uh, again, m- many of you already know this, so just bear with me as I explain this to those who don't, because it did come up on, on the Facebook page even recently. Someone said, "What is this mix? What is what is what's so great about it?" So, so here's the deal. So, Robin Miller uh, produced the Seer in 1986 for Big Country, and he uh, set out to produce it in a certain way that really, um, well, I probably the the best thing for me to to explain what his what his uh, intention was is just to read a comment that he sent me uh, when I contacted him back at contacted him back in 2013 so he this is from Robin Miller himself he says um the intention 9 months before the release of the Joshua Tree was to move into the area of simple realism letting the drama and emotion of the song the lyric and the performance and the musicianship replace the drama of digital 80s reverb so he wanted to create an album with big country that was very organic that was not effects laden that was uh not dated that was something that was um i i guess kind of like an evergreen album which is kind of the best albums i think we we can just put on an album and it sounds as fresh today as it did the day it was the day it was made in the time period it was made he didn't want to put, put something out that was going to be really attached to the to the 80s time period and credit to him to be able to see that at the time and like he said, this was nine months before the release of The Joshua Tree, and The Joshua Tree did exactly that, too. If you recall, um, those of you who, who were old enough to remember that, YouTube put out The Joshua Tree. It was a very bare-bones album. It, it's Sure, it had the traditional edge effects and stuff like that, but it was very much an in-your-face type of, um, type of album, and it didn't sound like something. And even today when you listen to it, it doesn't sound like something from the 80s. It sounds like just a fresh, great album. So that's what he was trying to do with The Seer. So he did that. He produced it the way he wanted to produce it, and he even mixed it the way he wanted to mix it to accomplish that goal. But this is where the evil music comes in. Enter Dave Bates. Dave Bates, one of the suits at Polygram at the time, he didn't he didn't like the mix that Robin Miller had come up with. He thought that, uh, well... Number one, Big Country had come off of Steel Town recently, which was not a commercial success. Yeah, it went to number one in the the charts, but it did not follow up with the strong sales that The Crossing did. It didn't have any big hits off of it, and the record company was worried. They wanted The Seer to be the album that brought the band back into the charts. So Dave Bates was concerned about the mix. He didn't think it was going to get the band uh, on the radio as much as it, it could, he didn't like the mix for whatever reason. So he basically scrapped the entire mix that Robin Miller had put together. And he brought in this guy named Walter Turbot to come in and remix the entire album. Now, keep in mind that no no one here is saying that Walter Turbitt ruined the album or that now it's a terrible album or anything like that. I mean, if we didn't know any better, we would still love the album. The songs are great. Uh, it's big country. It sounds like big country. We love the album. But Walter Turbitt came in and made a lot of changes. Number one, he, he gave the album kind of that reverby 80s wash um, that you can really hear in the drum sounds. Um, but probably the the biggest thing that he did that was such a, a problem and a, and a really bothers all of us today who are Kate Bush fans too is that he took the title track, which was the duet between Stuart and Kate, at least it was supposed to be a duet, and he really... From what I gather, he really butchered that um that song, especially from things that Robin Miller has said. It, Robin Miller intended that song to be like a duet between Kate and Stewart, almost like what Kate did with Peter Gabriel on the Don't Give Up song. If you recall that from around the same time, it was a it was a very powerful duet between the two. And what Walter Turbitt did was he took it and kind of buried Kate Bush's vocals in the mix and pretty much relegated her to the status of a background singer on that song. So the interesting thing is that there is one original Robin Miller um, mixed song that exists and that was released from this album. And what's what's hilarious about this is that this is the single, Look Away. So we talked about this a lot on the PSA, um, the first PSA that we did. So go back and listen to that. We don't want to go over that ground again. But you can really hear the differences when you compare the, the album version of Look Away versus... The single version of "Look Away," which Robin Miller did mix, and the funny thing is, is that you know Dave Bates wanted it changed because he didn't see the hit-making potential. And hilariously enough, the Robin Miller mix of "Look Away" remains Big Country's biggest hit ever in the band's career, <laughs> uh, at least in the UK. So there's there's that reasoning down the toilet,
2: and he took uh, the full credit for that. Yeah, They're incredible. He, uh, he probably didn't think that uh, they um, they had less time to mix the album than they would have liked. So they needed a single first, and "Look Away" was the first single. So that had to go out before Walter Turbitt was done. So they kind of had to take that on the chin and release the Robin Miller mix as the single.
1: Yes. So just from your from your perspective, it's fine. how would you for someone who hasn't listened to the two back to back? And again, you guys can go do this. I think it's I think the single version is on YouTube. You could check it out, but. What, what would you say are some of the most obvious differences between the two approaches?
2: <laughs> well, you hear it right away, because the song starts with a drum roll, and you only need to listen to that like two or three seconds that the drum roll starts at the uh, beginning of the song. Uh, the Walter Turbot mix, it's drenched in reverb. You, you can hear it. It's sort of, uh, It's got that 80s effect on it. If you go to the single version mixed by Robin Miller, it's clear, crystal clear, this is how a drum set sounds when it's played by a skillful drummer. And um, that opening really is, the, the. it highlights everything. The company wanted, or the company, Mr. Raiderius himself, Dave Bates, he wanted something that sounded like it was an 80s hit. And that dates it right away. But uh, if you want that, and it might work there and then, but it might not do the band any sort of favors in the long run. So... um, this is the pure sound effect and then you have the title track, The the Seer where you have tracks altered and parts being buried we don't know the extent to which this was done on any other songs we we can speculate Uh, the Kate Bush has been uh, particularly brought out by uh, Miller himself that this was butchered, it was buried, some parts were even removed and Kate came in with a well rehearsed track featured vocals, she knew exactly how she wanted it and she was uh, extremely disappointed as well with you know when she heard how uh, how it ended up in the end. Yeah. So it was a letdown for everybody involved. And the band had a huge sort of boost just getting her to participate on the song. And I don't understand it. If they wanted a hit, and I've, I've been going on about this before, so I'm not going to get into that all again. But they didn't capitalize on the fact that they had Kate Bush at her peak, popularity-wise and creatively. Undoubtedly, in 1986, and they didn't use that as a single. They didn't. They should have pushed her even more to the front oh, if they wanted hits. I know. So, so that's a, that's a reasoning that uh, I will never understand. That they wanted more hits and they buried her, who could, uh, you know, do perhaps better. What they hoped to achieve with Eddie Reader ten years later.
1: Yeah, and, and she may have even been more willing. Who knows? She may have been willing to do a video with them if she had really loved the way it turned out. I remember reading. I was going through my notes from all this, all these years, and I found something where Robin Miller had said that she was actually mad at him. She was mad at him for the way it came out. Yeah, (laughs) like she she was not happy with it. So um, I don't know if she heard his original mix, uh, but. when the album came out she was disappointed so who knows she could have just said i don't want anything to do with this now because this isn't what i hoped it would be
2: yeah
1: um and that might sound strange but for someone but out there but she is known as being a a perfectionist and she's not going to come in and do just like a a backing track as a favor and not even think about it or or consider it you know she takes everything she does very seriously so um
2: she came in with well-worked-out parts, and uh, she, uh, you know, everybody were thrilled with them. It wasn't like she was pushing anything on, but uh, they had a good collaboration, and I think it was a big disappointment for her to, to see what it ended up as. And, you know, when she was there in the studio with them, it was still Robin who was uh, producing and mixing and, and doing that. So I guess it would be natural for her to assume that he was the guy in charge of this, but uh, that particular the point is one that we can set right here, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. So so when, when all of this came about and we, we began to learn of the, this mix and the possibility that, that it could exist, um, and, and the, the the podcast was still young, and, and uh, I thought, we got to get in touch with Robin Miller. So I, I contacted him through a website that he had.
2: You're saying we were extremely naive and thought the people would respond to us.
1: <laughs> well, even then, I thought maybe it was a long shot, to be honest. but um i was hoping i didn't know any other way to get in touch with him um and his assistant got in touch with me first he had had an assistant and they they uh they were very nice and they said that they saw the message and um keep in mind out there too that robin miller is blind he's obviously very very functional so i don't mean to suggest in in any way that he isn't but um
2: Is, is he blind or is he legally blind
1: yeah, you're right. There, that is a good distinction. He he is legally blind, and I I can't speak for what that means exactly. But from my understanding, there's really not much he can see. You know, I don't I don't know if he can make out forms or, or light or whatever. But and I should know this because I read something about him <laughs> not that long ago. But uh, he he's very close to being completely blind. Let's just put it that way. Uh, what the what the differences it are between that i'm not sure but I, I just bring that up because i I don't know how how that makes him how that affects him reading emails and and i'm sure he's got a way to do all that but i don't know if that in, inhibits that on some level but anyway he had he had an assistant who reached out to me and i, I remember them saying that he didn't like to deal with anything negative it, they actually told me that he actually harbored some ill will toward the band <laughs> because he didn't think they did enough to keep what happened from happening so yeah i'm sure he's gotten over that by now but um at the time it, basically the whole the whole story was at the time when i contacted him and he did he did get back to me eventually um he was very bitter about it still uh after all these years which which is interesting because he did a lot of other things before and since and he's a very successful man very successful producer very well known producer in, in in many circles maybe not a household name type of producer but among other producers, he, I get the feeling that he's very well known and respected. So it's not like the big country album, The Seer, was going to make or break him either way. But I think that gets back to these traits. And just like we were talking about Kate Bush, you know, these traits of really successful people who are great at what they do, they really care about everything that they do. They care about every project that they get involved with. And if something goes wrong like this one did, terribly wrong, where someone takes something that you work so hard on and basically throws it in the trash and brings someone else in to quickly do another version of it. That stuck with him all these years, and that really bothered him. So um, he did finally get back with me, and he he sent me a very kind uh, note, and um, I'll read a little bit of it here. I already read some of it. uh, But he said, um, because I think what had happened was we had Bruce... Uh, at, as a guest on the show and he talked about the seer and his recollections and I sent that clip to Robin Miller and I said um you know check this out what what Bruce says about the album thought you might be interested in hearing it and he he got back to me he said and we just talked about this but he says the one thing perhaps Bruce forgot is that I did indeed mix one track that survived the single look away as released was my mix it was the same week that single became the band's biggest ever hit that Walter Turbot was asked to mix the album. In fact, I ran off multi-track copies, and as Bruce has told you, I did complete mixes of the whole album, since that is what I wanted to do. The single version of Look Away did not make it to the album. That was one of Walter's mixes. I am all for unanimity on albums, so it wasn't an unreasonable decision at the end of the day. Unless you have a copy of that original single, I'm pretty sure that mix didn't make any greatest hits, Spotify, or anywhere else, a collector's item. And then he says, I'm pleased for the band that you are devoting time and trouble to this website, which I guess he meant the the petition at the time. Um, I don't know. I don't even know. Well, maybe not. Maybe he just meant the podcast. Um, and I wish you very well with it. I'm happy for you to use any part of this note on your site. I don't, ha- I don't think I have anything to add except to say hello to Bruce, Mark, and Tony. So, yeah, so it was shortly after that that uh, we decided to put this petition out there. And we got the petition out. A lot of people signed initially. I think the 30th anniversary of the SEER was coming, and it seemed like that was the right time to do this, Uh, maybe get Universal interested. And the, the funny thing is, is that once we promoted this back then with that PSA, a lot of other people did what I did. They went to Robin Miller's website, and they just started bombarding him with questions about the SEER. So much so that I think he got annoyed by it, because he sent me um, he he sent me an email and he said uh, he said goodness I don't know what was on that podcast but you seem to have stirred something up gents and then, and then in that email he shared like a couple um, emails he had gotten from fans and and fans were you know saying how much they loved the seer and thanking him but they were also asking him for like production advice and all these other things (laughs) and I could tell he didn't want to deal with it so he he sent me another email and he said, um, Tom, I'll send the emails to you and perhaps I can rely on you to respond. That would be good. I don't want to get drawn into bad mouthing, et cetera. It was all a long time ago now. So I told him that, sure, you know, if you want to send any emails to me, um, I, I can respond on your behalf. And you know, they, they trick, trickled, trickled off as time went on. But one thing I noticed is that even in some magazine interviews, this started to get brought up. And I think he was interviewed for – um you will, you would will know this i can't remember the name of the magazine um it was one of those uk magazines
2: yeah uh, the record collector one
1: yeah that, that was it it might even have been written by alan glenn i think it was i think it was written yeah. by alan yep yeah and and robin was interviewed in that and he even said something in that about like people start trying to get his mix released or trying to set up a petition and all this and and when i read that i thought well, that's nice because when I first talked to him, he seemed like he just wanted to distance himself from it and wasn't interested in it. But when I read that, it seemed like he almost was happy to say that. So, you know, still, we, we tried, we we promoted the, the PSA, uh, we really wanted to get that released. Uh, it seemed like Universal was looking for it, actively looking for it, uh, and they may have released it if they had found it, but they could not find Walter Miller's um, Mixes walter miller's you see what i did there robin miller's mixes
2: what <laughs> up? i was sitting perfectly still i <laughs> that one slide <laughs> oh man i guess when you combine the two but it's also interesting to note that when we put out the petition and did the first psa the stance then was that universal had found them but didn't want to release them
0: yes so the first
2: round of petition was all about convincing them that Actually, you should release them because look at the interest and the genuine interest in this. And like you said, what, what was pleasing to see was how this was picked up everywhere. Whether it was an article in Record Collector, or uh, I especially liked the um, the liner notes to the uh, reissued version of the Seer. Tim Barr included something there about this, oh yeah, and about the differences in uh, this approach. I think this became a much bigger thing after that. So it's something that's grown. And Bruce has had the discussion with uh, universal and many people have had that discussion. I think in the end, they just said, we don't have it. Yeah. Whether we believe that, whether it's get off our backs, please stop nagging us. We don't have it. Or whether they actually have looked, um, there's a bigger discussion there. And uh, the universal fires that happened, which we're not going to get into now, look up universal fires. If you don't know what that is about, a lot of their storage of master tapes were destroyed. Uh, but there's been some looking into this, which uh, we may get back to on the actual podcast at a later date. Because this takes us to today, and uh, we're no longer talking about those original tapes of the original mixes. We uh, we have a different approach now.
1: Yes, we sure do. And uh, by the way, Paul Huggard was the was the gentleman whose name I was trying to recall. He he's the guy that was working a lot behind the scenes, really contacting Universal Hardcore over the years. Yeah. And um and and to your last point th- th- when I when I gave up on this pretty much was when was when Paul sent me this email that he of a response that he had gotten from from uh, Universal who who was looking for for it and they say uh thanks for your submission into UMC regarding the big country Robin Miller mix of the seer and your patience whilst we have deliberated over it here after much consideration and research i'm afraid the mix in question doesn't exist in our archive anymore. Our team have also been in touch with Robin Miller, who also no longer has any record of the original mix. As a result of this, we will not be able to progress with this release any further. I'm very sorry this will not be the news you hoped for. So, you know, that when I got that, that made it seem like, okay, they really did look, and they even went so far as to contact Robin Miller, who, of course, doesn't have it. So you might be thinking, well, okay, so if they don't have the mixes anymore, what's the chance of getting this Robin Miller mix? Well, getting the original Robin Miller mix might not be possible anymore um in fact it looks like it isn't maybe there's a chance that it still resides somewhere and they just haven't found it
2: yeah that's what i think i think they can't find it i don't think they threw anything out
1: it it could very well be so who knows maybe that'll turn up at some point but here's here's when everything changed which is just like a few weeks ago so um i'm working with bruce on some new wkw stuff Uh, we're trying to get that out
2: yeah, You got that one in,
1: yeah. Had to get that plug in. <laughs> we're working to get that get that out at some point. I can't say when. You know, we're doing our best. We've got other projects too, and I know he does. But anyway, so we we have been emailing back and forth about some things, and he emailed me and said um, he just dropped this bombshell that that said Robin Miller is is interested in remixing the Seer, and he's offered to to remix the entire thing for free. And uh, he he says that it's it's the most requested thing from his entire career uh, through his website. He said, <laughs> which gets back to what we, which gets back to what we were saying about the BC fans bomb, bombarding him, which is great, good for you. He said it's the most requested thing in his in his whole career that that's been talked about through his website, and he wants to go back and and remix it so i just about fell off my chair when i when i read that oh man that's incredible
2: I, you know actually to be honest i'm curious what is number two now <laughs> i don't think there is a number two it's just right. big country
1: exactly yeah I, who knows I, I uh i know he was working with Chardé in the past so
2: <laughs> yeah, but he was able to release them as intended i think this is the only sort of screw job that was done to him and to the band and yeah. That, that is so infuriating. Dave Bates basically did something that screwed over the producer, screwed over the band, and look at the fans—we're up in arms about what was done. So he—he, he, <laughs> what he did was just to please himself, give himself a pat on the back as the savior of big country, yes. taking the credit for the single hit, which wasn't even the Turbot remix.
1: Exactly. That what an ass. You know what a what a <laughs> pathetic grub.
2: Yeah radar ears
1: <laughs> uh yeah that's okay. got to get some great dave bates jabs in whenever we can and then and they're always warranted
2: have people asked dave bates if he has the original miller mix that i that i don't know maybe he buried it in his yard could be but but he, here's here's the actual i just found it as i was
1: talking this is the actual email that uh that bruce sent to me just just out of the blue okay there's like no context just like the very first line is robin Miller will be remixing sear labels still can't find his original mix which they are keen to release if they can't find it robin has offered to remix so my response was basically holy mother of god <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: that's even understating it a bit
1: yeah so yeah he asked me to keep that under my hat which i did yeah and um I, I had shared it with Svein, and uh, that's about it, so a couple others, and um, just because I, I couldn't keep it to myself, but we we all kept it a, a secret, waiting to see what would happen. It was not easy, but Bruce recently was on, I think, through a Big Country Facebook page, and, and he mentioned the seer. He basically said, regarding the seer, watch this space, and we'll talk about what prompted <laughs> that in a second. But he said, "Watch this space." So that got people talking, and that's when I thought, "Well, maybe that's a that that's like my cue that I can start saying something about it too." So I asked him. I, I said, "I want to. I'd like to tease this a little bit on the Great Divide site. Are you okay if I do that?" And uh, he said, "Yeah, go ahead and do it. You know, the more the more people, the more they can see that people are interested. Maybe the the quicker they can move this along." So that's when I started to post things, and it's it started to. Uh, catch on on other sites and and um we've pretty much let the cat out of the bag here so so that's where we're at right now so e- even if we can't even if they can't find the original mix of the seer that robin miller did robin miller wants to remix it and you might say well how can he do that well robin miller is um very high up i can't remember his actual title uh in chrysalis but he's i think he's maybe even a part owner of chrysalis yes yeah okay so he he owns he Part partially owns Chrysalis Records, so he's got some clout in the in the industry. So, what they have done, to my understanding, Chrysalis Records has licensed from Universal the ability to get a hold of um, what what's been called the two inch masters of the Seer. I, and I don't understand all this from a technical standpoint completely. All I know is that they do have something from which he can he can use the original. Um, parts that were recorded, and he can do a, uh, an actual remix. Um, so, so it's not like it's not like the original. This is really great news. So, it's not like the original recordings are gone. Uh, apparently, they actually have them, but the actual mix that Robin Miller made from those original recordings is is gone. But the but the most important thing, the original recordings exist. So from one from my understanding about what's happening right now and i could be wrong about some of this but this is how i understand it um robin miller through chrysalis wants to license the um the album from universal totally remix it and then they will release it under the chrysalis uh, label um remixed by by robin miller and it's just so exciting and this could actually be i mean i granted obviously we all would want to hear that original mix that he did um and nothing, nothing could take that away. But the idea of him remixing the album now, using today's technology, with you know completely fresh ears, with with something really to prove uh, about the album, I think it could it could potentially and, and and possibly, you know, we'd never be able to know unless we, we could compare the two. But it it could po- possibly even be a better thing than getting the mix that he originally did in '86 and. Obviously, again, that's not to say we wouldn't want to hear that too. We desperately would want to hear that, but this is something that uh is certainly the the, the best possible uh thing that could could happen short of, of finding those original mixes. So so that brings us to where we are now. So it looks like it looks like Robin Miller really wants to remix this um in twenty twenty one uh through Chrysalis. And so that's why we're asking you to sign the petition again, uh, to really let people know that you really want this, and you're willing to buy it, uh, because th- there is some concern uh, about, you know, we've this album has been released in a lot of different formats over the years. Um, are, are the fans really going to want to buy another version of the Seer? And um, I don't think it's a hard sell to you know tell you guys why you would might want that. You know, completely different sounding. See your album with uh that, that's going to sound more fresh more alive more um more of the current time than it ever sounded and uh ironically that fits right in with stewart's whole theme behind the album too because if you remember he, he didn't want to be mired in the past when he when he was writing these songs he was writing songs about not being stuck in tradition but having an outward looking tradition in his in his case talking about scottish traditions and and scottish history but it could be applicable to so many things so uh, it's kind of ironic then that the album that that they made did get kind of stuck in the 80s because of the remix that was done so this is almost a way to liberate it from that and and give it a whole fresh new life um so
2: it's very exciting Extremely exciting. I think the challenge, like you you said, how to make people buy this album is to make them understand that this isn't another remaster or a slight change in what has been before. It's a remix. The album is rebuilt from the scratch up, stem by stem, part by part, put together. Different effects applied to each and every track or effects removed, I think, in this case. Uh, And uh, even things that were cut out or left out In their previous uh, remix effort, cannot be put back in, as the case with Kate Bush, as the case with lots of things we might not know about. So it will be a new look at the album. It's really the album reimagined as it was originally imagined. So if people understand that, then I think it's uh, an easy sell. But uh, like we have seen, there are still people asking, what's the deal with the, the Miller mix? So that's why this. 15-minute thing that we plan to put together, we're still talking about how important this uh, (laughs) is, because we we really want to put it across, and it it comes because, you know, it comes from the passion we feel about this. We really want to see this happen, and uh, so do everybody. We all want to see this happen, so I think just getting that message out is, is really important, so that people know they will be able to listen to this album in a totally new way, and that is really the sweet spot. Haven't we all thought... What if we could listen to Steel Town or The Crossing or even The Seer? If we could just listen to it as if it was the first time. Mm. We're never going to get that again. But actually now, we're coming as close as possible to that with The Seer. and That is awesome. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's yeah, It's really incredible to think about. And going from pretty much hopelessness to just incredible hope that this is going to happen. So yeah so one of the other things uh real- real quick hopefully here, probably not, but I'm gonna try um <laughs> one of the things they're thinking about on, on the chrysalis end if they do this you know what what are some things they can they can add to the package that people w- w- make people want to buy it so you know there's been talk is just the Miller mix enough you know if we just release a new version mixed by robin miller is that enough to get people to buy it well i think it is <laughs> for most of us yes but there's still maybe there's still maybe some who, who say oh, i'd like to i'd like something a little different i don't know why anyone would think that but you know of course there will be there's always someone so here's something that could could make this this is just something that i've had a uh, my radar on for a while now but something that could make this an even bigger unbelievable great thing I'm not going to give a ton of information on this because I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, it, it, this is much more doubtful than the Robin Miller.
2: This is hearsay.
1: Yeah, it's it's hearsay, but you know, it's it's also my first-hand account of what's what's happening. But <laughs> there's someone who, a year or so ago, uh, let it be known that they had in their possession a cassette tape that was given to them by Stuart Adamson on Boxing Day in 1985. And um, on this tape, according to this person, who who claims to be a relative of Stuart Adamson, is recordings of every single song that ended up on the Seer, as well as Song of the South. And now these aren't, from my understanding, these are not studio recordings where they went in and they, you know, recorded every part separately, etc. From, from my understanding, this is a rehearsal tape. Um, so, it, I, and considering the date, and I know they used to do this, and Bruce has said they did this for Steeltown as well, so I'm, I'm sure that's what this is. They would, once they got the songs written for a forthcoming album, they would get together and they would rehearse them as a band before they went in to record them so that they all had a feel for the songs, could work on parts that they might use, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's my understanding that this is a rehearsal tape of the entire band playing live. Songs that would end up on the Seer, and um, according to this person, they they played the songs more than once on this tape. Maybe like two different two different takes at a, at the same song. He also said that it included what he calls the first version of "Look Away." I don't know what that means exactly, and he hasn't given me any more details on that.
2: Yeah, it was probably uh, when the song was still called "The Outlaw."
1: Yeah, that's that's very possible and very likely. It's what it is. So, can you imagine when I heard that i I just that was when I thought the Miller mix was history, so I started to gravitate toward this like okay this is this is gonna be my consolation prize. you know we could get this <laughs> um unfortunately the the person who has it hasn't been really wasn't very keen on on doing anything with it for various reasons, and that's certainly his choice and his right it's it's his property, but as time has gone by, I've been thinking of ways to contact the person again because they didn't they didn't shut the door on it they just made it seem like they they weren't interested right now for whatever reason yeah I, i don't know what why but they weren't really interested in doing anything with it so i shared with this person recently what's going on behind the scenes with the new seer potential seer remix and the fact that chrysalis was actively looking at things that they could add to a package that would make it more appealing to people to buy and um I told him that the first thing I, when I heard that, the first thing I thought about was this tape that you say that you have. You know, would would you have any interest in in talking with Chrysalis about this and seeing, you know, maybe they could buy it from you or maybe they could purchase it from you and, and it could be included on the album. So the only thing I said, or the only thing I can say at this point is that this person has said, yeah, feel free to give my information to Chrysalis and we'll see what happens. So um, that at least makes it seem to me that, this person still has the tape, uh, and you know maybe there's a chance whatever that is can be released. And again, I don't know what the quality of that is. For all I know, it could be, and what it probably is is something that was recorded on a boombox. You know, so it's not going to be like a, a studio recording, but it might be still a great sounding piece of history. And to to have to have every single song from the Seer, you know, as well as Song of the South played live by the band, even even if it's something that has more of a bootleg sound quality to it than a than a really polished studio thing
2: man i I can imagine now that this goes through and we get these songs and people start complaining about bootleg sound so that's (laughs) gonna just drive me over the edge i will strangle you if you do that (laughs) but i think you framed it correctly the second time around that now we have a place for these songs that now it's not just some dude asking to get a copy now we have a project that this could belong on yeah and uh i think that uh places it differently with uh with that person so we have reason to be hopeful but this is a uh, a hope no one has proposed it like robin miller proposed to remix the album which right. is something that you know quite uh, possible can happen right right exactly so you know we'll let you know what happens
1: with that um on the on the facebook pages or whatever uh, hope just send good thoughts <laughs> and if you know who i'm talking about <laughs> let this person know that uh we would love to see this because uh, it would mean a lot uh, to to the fans i mean to good lord to hear them playing to hear them working through the sailor or um even i lead on back then or uh gosh what other were there any other songs from that that they didn't ever play live i know they didn't play the sailor ever
2: yeah until recently and red fox
1: right yeah red fox oh that would be wouldn't that be great to hear them play that in 1986 1985
2: for for crying out loud you know i'm very interested because as we all know that song has some guitar lines taken from thinness's emerald song yes Uh, I think those lines were added in the studio after, you know, Phil Lynott died in January 86. So Ooh. those recordings would have predated that. And if those lines aren't on those early demos, that's my theory almost uh, proven. Yeah, heck yeah. So things like that. We all have things we want to listen out for, I'm sure.
1: Well, I know you hate to be corrected, but just to correct you very briefly, that, that is an Ace Frehley original. You know, that's an Ace Frehley original <laughs> track, The Emeralds.
2: Well, that wasn't as well known in the, the UK as uh, other versions. <laughs> well, so anyway, so there could
1: be like a, – there's a chance to have an embarrassment of riches in the future. And, and to make that even more clear, I'm not going to talk about this much, but um have to bring it up. The, the one and only Steve Lillywhite was recently um, – m- recently made an appearance on – again, the, through a big country, the place where the big country celebrities congregate apparently – um, must be because of Andy Inkster and his amazing personality, which he does have one. But um, Steve Lillywhite comes there occasionally. So does Chris Briggs, and Steve Lillywhite said that he would he would be willing and interested in remixing, and again again remixing Steel Town. I've done a little digging on that too, and and apparently that wasn't just Steve Lillywhite just making an offhand comment. Apparently, this is this is a thing that could happen, just like the um, just like the Robin Miller mix could happen. I, I you know I think probably right now the Robin Miller mix looks more likely, which would be great. But this could be something down the road too, that Steve Lillywhite comes back and remixes Steel Town. Now, you know most of us many of us maybe most of us consider steel town to be the best big country album i consider it to be the best album by anyone i've got zero problems with with the mix of that album none i love it to the very core of my of my being that said would i welcome a brand new remix of it and to hear it in a different way with with uh to hear what it would sound like without maybe all the compressed um barrage of sound yeah i would love to i would love to hear it i'd love to hear what steve Lillywhite would do with it in 2021 that would be really really amazing too um almost as amazing as the seer i I say almost because i really think the seer would be more improved um whereas i think steel town is just going to be very different um Mm, but i would would love to hear it so that's another thing to be excited about
2: yeah those were kind of discussed at the same time uh, on that facebook group it was kind of interesting how both of those led to something that uh, seems within reach, right? That both of those things are sort of something that can happen. Yeah. I mean, in the case of Steel Town, Bruce has always said he'd love a remix. And it nearly happened in 2014 with Andrea Wright, yeah. who mixed uh, The Journey. But that fell through at that point. Maybe now is the time. But I think uh, one foot at a time. I think if uh, The Seer can happen, and that does, does well, Steel Town is a distinct possibility. And uh, Lily White wants to do it. I mean, in this case, they have all the stems. This was recorded digitally. And I think part of the problem was manually having to record clicks and uh, struggling with new technology. Whereas now you can easily remix this. And like yourself, I come from the point of view that the album is pretty much perfect. It, it's part of my soul. I've listened to it. It's sort of integrated into my being. But I know there are parts that they play on those songs that I've never really heard properly because of the way it's mixed. yeah. And it would be interesting to bring some sonic clarity and so I can hear those parts, so things aren't buried, so things are brought out a bit more. That would be so interesting to hear. And it would never replace anything. It would be an addition to something. So I, I think there's nothing to fear either.
1: Right, exactly. And, and somebody even said on, on one of the pages, they were like, about the seer they said leave it alone it's perfect as is well uh, my response was Nob- nobody's going to come take your album from you <laughs> you know <laughs> nobody's going to nobody's going to replace it if, if you think the seer is perfect as is and you don't even want to listen to another version you don't have to um but i think for many of us we would love to at least have the opportunity to hear kind of as you said to be able to hear the a, a big country song as close as can be to the first time, and to hear it with today's technology in place and and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm just thrilled with the possibilities. So, and uh,
2: here are some additional food for thought. Everybody thinks of Steel Town as this overdub crazy monster from hell, really. Based that it's <laughs> so laden with parts that it's almost impossible to bring out clarity. But what we should keep in mind is that. The Crossing actually has more overdubs than Steeltown. But because of the way Steeltown was put together and recorded and mixed using that specific digital technology, it sounds the opposite.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So so if you can make sense of The Crossing with more overdubs, why can't we bring more clarity to Steeltown with less overdubs?
1: Yeah, yeah. Good point. I'd, I'd welcome to see whatever he would do. So. I've, tr- I've tried. I Even after that post, I'd message Steve Lillywhite and post it even on the page, and he never responds. <laughs> Maybe one day we could get him on.
2: Yeah. No, but the, the good thing there is you know, he wants to do it just like Robin Miller wants to do it. So, so basically, those people are lined up. We don't have to convince them. And Bruce wants to do it in both cases. Mm-hmm. Record Company wants to do it for the Seer. I think uh, if that does well, they'd want to do it for Steeltown. So that is really determining the order of things here.
1: Yes, without a doubt. And yeah, and and the other only other thing related to the seer is um, this that reel that Bruce was given a number of years ago. He was given a, a reel from someplace, reel to reel tape of three tracks from the seer, and uh, he he's never converted those to anything. So we don't really know what what it's what's on them i th- I think they were labeled like i can't remember the, th- the three songs right now but i think remembrance day was one one great thing and there was another track too and, and it, it looked to us there were three tracks it looked to us like these could possibly be robin miller mixes they're something for certainly something from the recording of the seer like rough mixes and very possible that they're robin miller mixes so Bruce, if you're listening, uh, I'm gonna reach out as well to to see if you would consider possibly giving the, the those reels over to uh, to Chrysalis if they do go forward with this, so they could get those put on there too, because that would be yet another great uh, great addition to the to the set. Depending on what it is.
2: Yeah, I guess we need to find out. But like you said, we we know it's not Tarbet stuff. It's either Miller or Rough Mixes. Yeah. Yeah. And that those are interesting in either case. Exactly. Either of those options, I would love to hear. So, yeah. So that's also a potential bonus if, uh, yeah, if we get that far.
1: Yep. So, that's really our 15 minute PSA, which is now I'm sure well over an hour. <laughs> yes. What's what more do you expect? So, like I, like we said at the outset, look if you if you uh, if you have anything you take from this, and you are, you are interested in in hearing this this version of the album and and want it to happen you can really help with it by going to that petition page and signing as many possible names as you can i don't care how many names you sign the more the better you know we we want five thousand. that that's that seems like a big stretch right now considering how many new signatures come in a, in a day and and like just fine said there are com- they're coming in at a, at a decent clip but nowhere near fast enough to make me think that 5000 is is doable or or at least is 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 reasonable <laughs> it seems like it would be a stretch at this point um but damn it if, if you if if just the majority of you hearing this and being online would just go there for 2 minutes and fill this out it could easily happen it's just a matter of you doing it so um you know there's there's a there's a saying among i'm not a i am not a fan of the new england patriots of the of the american national football league but they do have a saying that i like one of the reasons that that they were have been so successful and it's just do your job every every player they say do your job do whatever your job is to help the whole team so this is your job do your job go to the petition site and sign your name as many times as you can that's that's your only job here (laughs) <laughs> so, so you like your job, do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, be be creative. Let's avoid signing it as Donald Duck or Bruce Wayne or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> oh, but that's great. So, yes. I think that sums it.
1: I think it does too. We just hope that uh that it's gonna come to fruition this time. And I think you know, we can't definitively say it's going to right now at this moment, but I think we can definitely say that this is the absolute best chance um it, we've ever had since any of this started to to see a robin miller mix of this year so
2: yes and i can give you the happy news that while we have been talking for the past hour we got two new signatures
1: sweet sweet so two signatures an hour what how, how many hours would would it then take to reach five thousand? can you do oh, that in your head? far too many
2: far too many <laughs> we need to be quicker, but, uh, you know, any movement is, uh, is something.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. I'm 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 at least glad we're into the 2000s now. When I saw we oh, were yeah, still in the 1000s, sure. I was like,
2: good Lord, we're still in the 1000s?
1: What's wrong with people? What's wrong with this world?
2: <laughs> so, Tom, do you plan to update the text on a petition page? Because it still looks like we're trying to get the original Masters released.
1: Yeah, I, I should go back and do that. You know, I actually did go back and and replace a couple lines uh here and there to make it a little bit more up to date but but i know that there's um you know especially based on what we've said in this show uh there's a lot more that could be changed
2: yeah because we have said in the past just go to the page and read and you'll see what it is about but it isn't quite accurate anymore
1: yeah you're right you're right i'll i'll do that so maybe by the time you guys are listening to this it will have been updated
2: if not please bombard tom's inbox yes please do robin miller style
1: I'll ask Robin Miller to reply.
2: <laughs> and you're his uh, <laughs> PR man towards fandom. So this is, uh, this is going well.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: All right. Well, thanks for bearing with us while we brought out the message yet again, but with hopefully some interesting updates. Yeah. It looks, looks like we can get there soon.
1: Exactly. And if you really want to go back and know all the history about this, go back and listen to the original PSA from, what, what was that, 2014? Yeah, yeah. go back and listen to that, and then you have the entire full story.
2: I think this one is a little bit more positive, because we have concrete updates, and uh, it now looks likely, at least a distinct possibility. Exactly. Uh, and at this point, we really just need the signatures to show that there's interest. That's the only thing they're kind of uh, considering right now.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, the, I think they're really... I think they're really, like Bruce said, keen to do it. But those signatures can can only help. So yeah. when, when you feel like you've got a shot at winning something, that's not the time to pull back. That's the time to, to go forward even stronger. So that's why we're really asking you to, to fill out that form yeah. and f- fill out the petition.
2: If they were confident right now that they would sell enough to make it worthwhile, they would start this project tomorrow. That's a fact. Yeah, That's where we are over to you folks please sign and share exactly so help us make this lost cause a reality
1: it would be such a wonderful thing lost causes so rarely um work out so just to have that happen in this world would be a really great a great fan victory yeah so that's
2: exactly what it is
1: yeah it really would be so all right guys well we will be back at some point with an actual episode um Maybe this will spur that to happen sooner rather than later. But we have missed everybody, and uh, we'll be back at some point soon. In the meantime, we will be watching the petition site. Yeah. So please sign your names.
2: We'll be there, refreshing
1: every five minutes,
2: keeping an eye on things. Yes. <laughs> All right. Take care, folks. Bye bye. Bye bye. This next song
0: is about things that have passed, things that are happening now. And things that are still to come, and that's pretty damn comprehensive. It's called the Seer. <laughs>
1: anticipate this is going to take too long.